Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Premier League Review. We can't call it the Premier League Review because we get done. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football, joined by Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football to look back over the weekend results and look ahead to the two games in the Premier League tonight. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts when you're out and about. Um, I'd like to start, Andrew, today with a, a brief uh, moment of silence for all those people, like a friend of mine, who took Son and Mane out of their fantasy football sides because they thought, well, man, you're not really going to tear up Crystal Palace. Yeah. All been there. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a, a, tough, um, a tough Premier League weekend for fantasy football players if you didn't have Sadio Mane or uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin or, of course, Son. Um, so, yeah, if you didn't have any of those three players, it's probably not been a good week. Unless you've got someone at Manchester City who goes and bags a hat-trick tonight. Who knows? Um, some interesting results to talk about. We will mm-hmm. get to that Crystal Palace result, get to Man United. We should talk uh, about the Premier League champions first, though. Uh, I felt yesterday that that was a reminder of what Liverpool can do. I think a lot of people have sort of been basing their analysis of this season for Liverpool off the sort of last few games of last season where... I mean, they were celebrating being Premier League champions as much as other people like, oh, are they going to break Man City's record? They weren't asked. I don't think even most Liverpool fans were that bothered. All they cared about was finally winning that Premier League title. And once that was in the bag, as we all saw, they kind of took their foot off the gas. So I think a lot of people very wrongly said, well, this is it now. They're going to have a mare. Maybe they won't even make top four or anything like that just because they hadn't signed anyone. Obviously, they've gone on a bit of a signing spree recently. And we saw uh, Thiago... Uh, in yesterday's game, but I was really impressed, especially in the second half. Obviously, the man advantage really helped them, but the way Liverpool sort of turned it on against a side that we all thought, and I certainly predicted ahead of this game, this would be a real sort of, not a title decider, but important in the title race. Yes, or, or a, a title uh, title decider for uh, hyperbolic purposes in our exactly. preview, uh, yes, towards the end of the last week. Uh, yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool looked good. Liverpool looked um, proficient and efficient, I think is one way to do it. It was the... It was. They, they, I don't think they, they got anywhere close to top gear. Um, and, and I think Chelsea as well played their part in it because Chelsea were poor. I, I thought I thought they were really poor. And they still... One of the big issues for me goes back to Kepa. I just... It, oh. you, you can tell that... The defense just has no confidence there in it, no. um, and that played. I think I thought that played a part in in the red card for for Christensen. To be honest, that you could see maybe he didn't have that um, that faith in his goalkeeper behind him. Uh, but no, Liverpool. I thought uh, not to take anything away from Liverpool. I, I thought they were 
they were very uh, professional. It was mm. it was just a professional performance. Uh, Sadio Mane obviously uh, getting the headlines with two goals, and it was yeah, it was it was a big game uh, for Liverpool this early into the season. It was a big game for Chelsea this early into the season, and uh, yeah, for Liverpool to to win so convincingly. Chelsea barely laid a glove on, on, on Liverpool, it felt, um, for, the, for the most part. Um, obviously, there was a penalty, <laughs> so there was that. But, yeah, uh, Jorginho kind of got found out this time, I think, on his mm. it, it, that, that um, unique, um, I guess, the, the unique approach he has to take penalties. Alisson <laughs> read it. Alisson read it easily. And it's one of those, I think, with any if you have any kind of unique structure of penalty like that, the one time or the, the times that you miss, you look like a complete idiot, and, you, and mm. everybody thinks every keeper should be saving these. But it's it's obviously a, a, a bit more difficult than that. But yeah, Liverpool look very good for uh, for for so early on in this season. But they aren't top. Leicester are top after a four-two victory yep. over Burnley. Really enjoying watching them play, even if Burnley uh, did make a fair account of themselves mm. in this game. Yeah, it was. I think that the scoreline maybe flattered Leicester a little because I thought that Burnley. It's. It was. I thought there were some really good performances at the back mm. for Burnley, which is hard to say when they conceded four goals. Um, but uh, I, I thought the, the star of the show for me was to Timothy Castagna, who they signed from Atlanta, yeah. uh, Leicester right back, who had a great debut the week before and just he looked. He looked, He was involved in so much. And like you said, they look. They look fun to watch. They were fun to watch. Whether it's it's Vardy, whether it's Yuri Tillman who just pulls the string so well. Denny Pratt seems to really be coming into his own this season after impressing towards the end of last season. Um, it's it's a fun side to watch. Um, Harvey Barnes as well uh, had, a, had a really good game. Um, yeah, the, the J- James Justin is fun to watch and yeah. great for my fancy football side. Um, yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 a yeah. It was, it was good. The Leicester would look really really good uh, and really positive, especially after having that. I guess mixed bag of of a, of a restart where mm. there was some really disappointing results in there. So yeah, they're they're off to a fly the foxes. Uh, we have to talk about Tottenham, of course. Uh, Five two winners over Southampton. Young um, Min Son getting four goals. Harry Kane four assists and a goal. They looked sensational. A different side to the one we saw last weekend. And what can they achieve this season? Now they've got. You know these new signings, including, of course, Gareth Bale. Oh, for me, I, I still think Tottenham, even with Gareth Bale, which I think is a a great bit of business, and Sergio Reguilón as well, the left back mm. from Real Madrid, again a great bit of business. They made some good additions. Um, of course, Deli Ali looks like he may be out the exit door as well, uh, and I wouldn't put it past uh, past Tottenham to make uh, another couple of signings before the transfer window closes next month. But. I think realistic for me, they're they're, they're that side. That, well, they're one of those sides that's going to be competing for for that kind of fourth spot. I think, mm-hmm. uh, th- or maybe third. I don't think they're they're quite at the stage for title contenders, but they'll be in the um, they'll be in the discussion for the European places and for the Champions League places. I, I think. And yeah, what you touched on there, Harry Kane getting four assists. That was. That was different, especially as we know that he is. I don't don't throw too much shade at him, but he's one of the most selfish strikers I think I've ever seen, and that's <laughs> that's in, in that's a compliment because he scores so many goals. Yeah. But we've seen before him appealing for goals left, right, and centre that that maybe haven't gone for him. Um, but for him to be the provider for four, and obviously get himself a goal, it, it was. I've not seen Harry Kane play like that really, where he drops so deep um, and, and then just sprays it, um, which was. He, some of the balls he was playing across were it was kind of they, they were stunning crossfield passes um, for, for Sonny who had a field day but Southampton did themselves no favours no. just by playing such a high line especially after the first couple of goals you're thinking right okay 
I know this is your plan of attack, Southampton, but maybe you've got to adjust, you've got to work on the fly and maybe drop back a little bit, a little deeper, set yourself up a little bit deeper. And they didn't. And time and time and time again, Song got through, Eric Lamella got through at times, and obviously Harry Kane. But yeah, Southampton played into Tottenham's hands. Yeah, you can't play like that against Spurs. Uh, and that just reminds us of what an exciting front line they, they could well have if they get these sorts of opportunities in games, not just with Kane and Son and Lamella and uh, Bergvine, but now, of course, with the new signings. I'm, I'm very excited. I still don't think they'll make the top four. But to be honest, I don't know who is going to be in the top four right now. Um, I think Arsenal are really dark horses for that. But we'll get onto that when we talk about the Arsenal game uh, from Saturday night. Uh, let's wrap up our review of the Sunday uh, fixtures with, well, it was fun while it lasted. Newcastle nil, Brighton and Hove Albion three, and it could have been five. Yeah, Newcastle United title contenders? I do not think so. <laughs> I got one week out of it. You did. You got to milk that for one week. Um, uh, as probably as a favour to Nicholas, Adam Nicholas, our beloved editor, who obviously is a massive Newcastle fan. But um, yeah, Newcastle, were they were poor. Um, and I was I, I had high hopes for them in this. I mean, they had such an impressive win in the first weekend. I brought Callum Wilson and Jamal Lewis into my fantasy football team so nearly captain Callum Wilson as well. He's my vice captain, which would have been disastrous, but they they just weren't at it. Brighton, Brighton, fair place to Brighton. They were, they were, they again, they were really fun to watch, I thought. And they could have had, they could have had a, a four or five, really. Neil Mope could have had a few more. Um, I thought Aaron Connolly looked really, really good. Um, but yeah, it, Newcastle, on the Newcastle side of it, it was just, there was, if I'm looking at that and I'm trying to take some positives from the game, there, there really wasn't anything. Um, there was, I don't know, Alan Sam Maximum <laughs> didn't have the, the greatest of starts no. and obviously picked up an injury. Um, Callum Wilson didn't really have a sniff at goal. Andy Carroll. Yeah, that, that header. Thing. He should have scored that header. Yeah. Yeah, good point. It was that, actually. Um, and Andy but, Carroll but, wasn't really involved much. It was, yeah, and at the back, they just, it was far too easy. I mean, the the, the goal from Connolly, where I think it's Jamal Lascelles, is just, everybody can see what the, the what Conley's going to do there that he's looking to cut in on the left open up his body pop it in the far corner and just Jamal Lascelles just, he just lets him do it <laughs> and it's like we everybody can see it it was it was obvious what was going to happen and I just thought or it was a yeah disappointing all across the pitch really for Newcastle um, and Jamal Lewis getting sweet chin music as well wasn't, wasn't oh, what was brutal days. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, there was no malice in that. I thought yeah. it was a, bit of a weird red card, if I'm perfectly honest. Certainly, when you compare it to like Christiansen's rugby tackle, um, uh, there was yeah, there was no intention there. It was just mm. a sort of youthful exuberance and attempting a flick, and then yeah, accidentally, uh, really uh, injury. Uh, Jamal Lewis. Hopefully, hope he recovers. I want to very quickly mention Tariq Lamptey, who I thought oh. was a real eye catcher in that game, and 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 they they were singing his praises afterwards for obvious reasons. Yeah, he, he was phenomenal. Um, it was a shame that he went off just before the hour mark. Um, hopefully, it's nothing too serious for that. But yeah, he was he. he it's rare that you can say that a, a fullback runs the show, but he was he was everywhere. He was he was in the middle of the park. He was out wide. He was breaking forward. He was covering back. It was just yeah. And you you look at it, and you're thinking, why did Chelsea let him go for? Well, I think it was three million maybe or something. It's it just seemed yeah to me. I, I think it was silly for Chelsea to let him go. Uh, he, he played a couple of games last season and looked he looked good. Um, and that's why I thought it was a bit surprised that they did agree to sell him. But for Brighton, they've got a hell of a player there, a hell of a prospect who 
just he was again it was fun to watch because the, the kid is so quick as well <laughs> so he's, he's out of fullback one minute and then in the blink of an eye he's overlapped the forwards and he's making a, a, a run in the final third it was just it was and you could tell he looks like he has fun playing football mm. and it's it's just sometimes it's just good to see that somebody who enjoys it because um, it is quite a, a cynical miserable game at times but uh, yeah he looks it uh, looks like he's gonna be a hell of a player Lamptey. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, right, we alluded to it in the introduction, but uh, yeah, those people who took out uh, Spurs players because they were convinced Man United were going to tear Crystal Palace to pieces <laughs> Uh, were very sadly mistaken. Uh, a stunning result for, for Palace, but what they deserved. Oh, absolutely, 100%. It was um, Crystal Palace were brilliant. Uh, Manchester United were awful, but Crystal Palace were fantastic. Uh, Wolfgang Zaha was was brilliant. Um, best, I, mean, I saw, saw someone saying it's his best ever performance in a Palace shirt, that. Oh, that sounds like a what culture headline, if ever there was one. <laughs> Is this his best performance ever? Um, but, I mean... It's hard to uh, to disagree with that. He was one of those days where Wilfred Zaha was unplayable. Um, uh, he was he was great that Roy Hodgson made him captain, which was I think raised a few eyebrows given the fact that Zaha has been very public saying he wants to leave this summer. Palace have been very public saying that they're prepared to let him go for the right price. Mm-hmm. So for Hodgson then to put the armband on him and for Zaha as well needs credit for responding so well to that. It was it, it, even though he's taught for it feels like the last eighteen months, two years, maybe more. Of, of wanting to leave Palace, his performances don't really get affected by it, and it's credit to the professionalism of the of the fella. But yeah, he was brilliant. Palace were great. It was one hundred percent deserved. Um, and Manchester United just were were so poor for a team that I suggested could even challenge for the title. Should United fans be worried, or is this just a sluggish start to their season? Um, I don't know. I always think back to the 
the um what was it 90 would it be 95 96 or 94 95 season where it opened and they got beat 3-1 by Aston Villa and it was when they'd sold Mark Hughes Andre Kachelskis Paul Ince that summer and brought through this random kid called David Beckham and this this Gary Neville lad was getting a game at right back um and Nicky Butt who's Nicky Butt yes yeah, so and Paul Scholes so I I don't read I don't try and read too much into the opening days or the opening weekends because obviously United turned that round and, and winning the league that season um so it's not kind of um, red alert sort of thing, everybody in panic modes at Old Trafford. But it is, there is, it is concerning. And you can see that Solskjaer, they, I think a lot of people have said they need a new centre-back, uh, whether it's to start instead of Lindelof or Maguire or just provide proper competition to get mm-hmm. them to the game. I mean, Eric Bailly, when he's fit, is fantastic. Yeah. But he just can't. You can't uh, always bet and guarantee that he's going to be fit and available. Um, but they, they seem to be crying out for a centre-half. At left back, it looked they they looked sluggish, and, and and it was easy for Palace to get in through that side down the right. Um, and going forward, there really wasn't Marshall didn't really mm. there wasn't too much for him. I know you brought him into your fantasy football side, and that's not worked out. Uh, Rashford had moments. Paul Pogba was okay at times. McTominay would it was it was a strange team. I thought um, mm. the fact they brought in Fossi Mensa got a start, and Wan-Bissak was on the bench. And I don't know, it was, it was a bit of a strange side. Um, and, and you're thinking, well, obviously, Donny van der Beek is one plus point to take away from it. He came on and obviously got a goal, but he looked good. He, he looked to impose himself on the game a little bit. But, yeah, it was it was a strange start in 11. Um, there's some obvious weaknesses there. Um, and, yeah, they, they need to do some business, really. And David De Gea didn't have the, the greatest of games either. When you've got Dean Henderson there now, mm. ready to compete, maybe it's sooner rather than later that he gets uh, gets a chance. Very quickly, right decision with the penalty retake? Yeah, by the letter of the law, it was. Um, I, it was very harsh, but that, that is the rule, so it's, it's black mm. and white. I thought the awarding of the penalty, though, was an absolute farce. It just, it was, I mean, what what is Victor Lindelof supposed to do when the ball's drilled him from yeah. like two, not even two yards. It's I, I get that his arms in an unnatural position, but he's had, there's no, no time one to moves adjust. Like, yeah, no one. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then we saw in the Arsenal game where a similar one with, with Gabriel, where it hit him on the arm in the same place from a greater distance and there's nothing given. So there's got to be mm. consistency on that. But I thought it was a harsh penalty, a really harsh penalty that was not a penalty. But as for the, the retaking of it, yeah, by the letter of the law, that's, that, that is uh, the correct decision. Uh, speaking of the Arsenal game, time for you to take a victory lap. Your boy, Eddie and Ketia. How many points did he score you on fantasy football this week? Yeah, nice one. Cheers for that, mate. Me personally, he got me a big fat zero because I bottled it and, and I played my wild card this I week on one of the... Um... Yeah, but you got like 70-odd points. Yeah, and counting. I've still got Raheem Sterling tonight. Yeah, um, yeah. so it, it's worked out all right in that way. But one of the uh, the people to fall by the wayside when I played my wild card was Sally Eddie and Ketia. But no, he he got his goal. I do have him in a fantasy football draft league though, so there, there is that. There is that. But yeah, the Ketia got a goal, which is good to see. Um, I, so I I like to say that yeah, I called this, I predicted it, and I did, but I just didn't back myself and, and took him out my fantasy side. Uh, and uh, we, I keep saying this about Arsenal, but. Old Arsenal don't win that game, do they? They draw. No. Uh, yeah. And they, they they showed, they fought until, like, I think a lot of people thought it was going to be a lot easier than it was. Mikel Antonio, of course, getting the equaliser for West Ham in a fairly back and forth game. But credit to them. Two games, two wins. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. Yeah, it felt like um, it felt like a proper grind for them to get this result. And that, that kind of just goes off the back of what you said there about maybe the old Arsenal have 
two, three, four, five, even a year ago, maybe they don't have that in them to get that grind, to get that result and, and to get the 2-1 win. But it was, yeah, they, they, they were, it was, it was very much, a, I guess, an ugly win for Arsenal. But that is probably something that a lot of Arsenal fans, long-term mm. Arsenal fans, are delighted to be seeing because it is, as we've mentioned, these are the games that maybe they wouldn't have won in years gone by. And, and yeah, it's two and two. That's all you could ask for from Arsenal. Uh, I described Everton versus West Brom as a potential massacre on our pre- as our preview on Friday. 5-2, your boy Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I know scoring you a boatload of points. My hot tip at the start of the season, James Rodriguez, finally scoring, well not finally, scoring his first goal uh, for Everton, being involved in everything. Uh, worrying times for West Brom, exciting times for Toffee fans. It is, yeah, it was a great game. And I, I also brought in James this week, so... Extra points there, um, yeah. But I, it was it was a really strange game because West Brom for the first probably half an hour it was it, it looked like it could be a massacre the other way. It was mm. it was all West Brom. Um, they, they looked really positive, and then obviously on the flip side of that, you get the sending off um, or Everton get their equaliser, which it was initially ruled out for offside, but then VAR allowed it because it came off the, the West Brom defender before mm-hmm. Cavalier popped it in. But yeah, then then you have Kieran Gibbs just. Being a silly, silly, silly boy. Um, it was, it was a nothing. It was a, like, yeah. It was just a little, little casual push on Hammers, which there was no, no need for. Nobody would go down from that. But it's football in 2020, so of course you're giving the player the chance to go down, and you get yourself in a situation you don't need to be in, and you're giving the referee no real choice but to send mm. you off. And from there. I mean, obviously West Brom did get back into it at 2-2 with a hell of a free kick from Pereira. It was two two really good goals from West Brom. But yeah, yeah Everton in the second half, after after it got to 2-1, Everton really stepped it up and they looked good. I, I like the fact that Calvert-Lewin just got three scrappy goals. Uh, I'm expecting him in the next game to score off his arse. It's that sort of... I know um, Ancelotti is kind of... Not compared him to, but wants him to be his Pippo Inzaghi, where... Just you, you don't really do much. You, you run about a lot. You work quite hard, but you just finish from mm. uh, from mainly the six yard box. And so for Calvert Lewin to get three scrappy goals was nice. Rich Olsen looked good. Hammers looked good. Uh, Everton looked. Decorey looked good again. Allen looked good. They uh, Michael Keane getting a goal. Uh, Luca Dina always looks good because he's a fantastic footballer. Yeah. John Pickford, eh, he had his moments. <laughs> yeah, he's still had his moments. Um, I'm still not sure. I know that free kick was an absolute um, steal a phrase from like Ian McIntosh. It was an absolute thunder bastard. But I don't know. There's part of me who's thinking you could have got over there a little bit. But then maybe it's just me being harsh on, on Jordan Pickford because it was a hell of a strike. But, but yeah, positive news, positive times for, for Toffees. Finally, uh, it speaks to how much of a goal fest this weekend was that our final game has seven goals in it. It's not going to be dull with Leeds in the Premier League, is it? No, not at all. If these if these opening games are something to go by, obviously the, the Liverpool game, the opening weekend, and then this game is Fulham, it's going to be entertaining to watch Leeds uh, with their murder ball, as, as the Ellen Road faithful like to call it under Bielsa. But yeah, it was. I, I'd be surprised. I think Leeds were great. Uh, Leeds deserved to, to win by probably a far greater margin than just the one goal. But there is, I think you have to give some credit to Fulham for getting back in the game almost. The fact when they're 4-1 down and Leeds were playing so well, that could have easily mm. gone horribly, horribly wrong for Fulham. But they, they chipped away. They got a couple of goals back into it, 4-3 in the end. They still lost. But I think they give Scott Parker something to hold on to there, a, a kind of some positives to take away from the game was how they show some character there at the end. But yeah, Le- Leeds were, were great. Leeds were fun to watch. Um, and yeah, that, that, I, I love the, the, the opening strike from Helder Costa when he just oh. absolutely hammers it. Just 
from a, a nice tight angle in off the bar. It, it just it looked nice and that kind of set the tone for might be a bit of an explosive afternoon. And it was and and a first win on the board for Leeds. Now they're back in the Premier League after what sixteen years away. Yeah, really, really great game that. If you haven't gone back and watched it, go and check that one out. Uh, very quickly, let's look ahead to tonight's games. Villa, Sheffield United, and of course, Man City starting their Premier League campaign off at Molyneux against Wolverhampton Wanderers. The old cliche, potential banana skin for City here. Um, maybe. Um, I, although I think that maybe this does a, it, it kind of takes away a bit from Wolves. So the Wolves are a, a really good side. And, and obviously going to Molyneux, even though there's mm. not fans there, it's still going to be a bit of a test for City. Um, Wolves yeah, got off last to, season. They did, exactly. And, and Wolves got off to a really good start the opening weekend. Um, the 2-0 win and... Yeah, I, I still I think like you, you would go with City as the favourites here, uh, but then I don't know. It's it could be Wolves' game to win with this. I mean, Sergio Aguero's still out for what Pep's described as another couple of months. Um, Amrik Laporte is not available just yet after testing positive, and he's been in isolation, but he should be back by the next game. The news as we're recording this today that Ilkay Gundogan is going to be missing because he's tested positive. Um, so. There are. I mean, and City always at the back. I mean, they, last season you're thinking, when especially when Laporte's not playing, they, they always look susceptible. Uh, not always like to concede. Whether it's the fullbacks getting too far forward in, in Mendy and Carl Walker, uh, or whether it's the fact that you've got Nicholas Otamendi who just, <laughs> I, 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 what what is that about? I, I don't even know. Yeah, and, and Pep's lost faith with John Stone. So when Laporte doesn't play. City can fall apart at the back. Mm. Obviously, they've brought in Nathan Ake now, who hopefully can bring some stability there. I think he's a great footballer. Mm. I think he's, he's the, he'd be really nice to go alongside Laporte yeah. rather than just to fill in for him. Um, and Ferran Torres, is, should we make his debut as well for City having arrived from Valencia? So, to me, I think I, I lean towards City in this, but Wolves, Wolves will have chances. Yeah, I've read 2-1. I'm going to go for City uh, for this one. And in the Villa, Chef United, 0-0. Wow, you're throwing them under the bus this early. I mean, yeah, poor Villa fans. They're going to be their first game of the season, getting all hyped, and you just go, right, no, it's going to be nil-nil. In a uh, weekend that's been full of goals. Yeah, yeah, there's always got to be one game that lets you down. I just I just see Villa, They, you know, they're going to not want to start the season with a loss, um, and it's going to be a really tough season for them. We talked about it. They've made some really good signings recently. We should point that out. And uh, I think there's still speculation on Origi potentially going to Villa Park. Um, but yeah, I just see them setting up shop against Sheffield United, who didn't look great, um, obviously against Wolverhampton Wanderers. What score prediction for the Wolves game? Um, the Wolves game, I'm gonna go 3 2 to Man City. I'm going goals, and yes, yeah, I'm going all out. And then Villa and Sheffield United with this one, I, I, don't, I, I actually fancy Villa in this. Uh, I really like Sheffield United of all the teams as a neutral watching last season, it was uh, Sheffield United and Wolves were probably the two I enjoyed watching the most. Um, but I just, yeah, they, they look so off it in, in the opening game, Sheffield mm. United. Uh, and I think Villa, they'll be buoyed by the new signings. They'll be vo- buoyed by Jack Grealish uh, signing that new deal. Mm-hmm. As, whether he stays for the full five years, that's not the point. They've, they've got him on board now yeah. uh, for at least this season and maybe the season after, who knows. But I think Emmy Martinez in goal, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how he does us with a full yeah. season as, as number one. Because to me, in my head, he was always just like, well, he was. He was just always, oh, he's that backup keeper at Arsenal that never gets a game, plays the other League Cup game, and that's it. But then when he came in for Bert Leno last season, towards the end after Leno got injured, I thought he looked brilliant. And I think mm-hmm. Villa, if he could pick up that form, if that wasn't just a one-off, really, for, for those couple of games, Villa could have a really good keeper there. Um, and 
Ollie Watkins got a goal in his debut in in the the cup in the week, so maybe he's well, he will be chomping at the bit. Mm. And I think I, I think I just I fancy Villa for two 0 in this, and I, I, it kind of pains me because I really want Sheffield United to do well. I just think I think this Villa team's gonna have too much at this time of the season. I think Sheffield United might take a few more games mm. to get going really, and I think Villa could exploit that. Well, let us know your predictions for tonight's games and your thoughts on the games over the weekend in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe to What Culture Football, of course. And you can continue the conversation on Twitter at What Culture FC, where you can follow both of us. Andrew, where can people get you on Twitter? Yeah, you can get me at Culture Left Peck. And just to clarify, that was my baffled face then. You are legit sticking with nil-nil for this game. Yeah. Where can people follow you then, Warbots? Give you the group. They can follow me, the man who is top of the What Culture Office Fantasy League. I'm saying it now because this is probably going to be the only time this season, a bit like saying Newcastle United were title contenders, that I'm going to be able to say it. Follow me at Adam Wilborn for the best fantasy football tips for the last two weeks. <laughs> follow us all at What Culture FC. Wow. Uh, but this has been the Premier League review. We'll be back to talk uh, about tonight's results tomorrow morning of course but for now my thanks to Andrew Pollard thank you for joining us and we will see you soon hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.